0: Welcome to the Intentional Father Podcast, where us fathers parent our children, not by accident, but with intent. I'm your host, Aaron Strowman. Season two, episode four, The Intentional Father. I have possibly the greatest father in Gardner, Kansas, as our guest today.
1: I can't believe you said that with a straight face.
0: I'm being serious. I'm a serious guy. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen... Probably mostly gentlemen though, but we do have some, we have some female, you do. Uh, subscribers. Yeah.
1: Are they listening and then going to their husbands and being like,
0: well, Aaron says uh, some of them are single moms. So I think they're trying to supplement. Oh, well, there you go. But maybe that too. Whatever's helpful. Yeah. When it comes to fatherhood, I'm an expert with other kids, but my own, not so much. I'm also an expert on the internet. Yeah. Anyway, Lucas Motley, ladies and gentlemen, friend, also a pastor.
1: Friend of the podcast.
0: Friend of the podcast. And, Avid oh, listener. And he has his uh, podcast, 167?
1: Yeah, the 167.
0: It's, tell us about 167 real quick.
1: Uh, the 167 uh, kind of stands for there's 168 hours in your week, and most Christians only spend one hour in church. And so what do you do with the other 167? So you can check us out on Spotify,
0: itunes wherever you get podcasts apple are you on apple oh yeah yeah it's a good one we're distributed worldwide sometimes they call me mr worldwide wow worldwide web yes the webs have you heard someone say that when you say www it takes three times as many syllables as <laughs> worldwide web <laughs> no I yeah just,
1: isn't that i like to hit them with the http <laughs> Instead of the mm. World Wide Web. Colon, back, backslash,
0: backslash. Let's not get crazy. Okay. Uh, today we're going to be talking about fatherhood, of course, but specifically some dynamics that come along with the father who adopts children. Lucas has adopted two children. So we're, we'll, you're going to tell us about some similarities and uniquenesses of being... Yeah. Uh, what? What's? Is there a term for it? adoptive parent adopt usually people l-
1: lump it into a category of adopted fostering
0: adoptive fostering. adoptive okay
1: especially when you adopt your kids from the foster system as we did so there's a couple different you know you can adopt your children by you know seeking out a mother who's pregnant and then kind of being with her through that process or you can adopt through the foster care system or usually foreign adoption those are usually the big three
0: so you went through the
1: Foster system we did so my wife Chris and I we went through kind of a period of uh, Infertility where we were trying to have kids and we had always my parents had fostered um, And so we had kind of intended on doing that eventually, but we thought Oh, well, what we'll do is we'll have our own kids that way we kind of established culture and then we'll uh, Foster younger kids and then our older kids will help us with that um, and kind of maintain the culture and but this wasn't our story. We went through two miscarriages right away. And so we just said, well, why would we wait on this? You know, we, we want to bring children into our home. And so we got licensed to foster and we thought our house was going to be a revolving door of children. Like usually foster care placements, they're not supposed to be more than like 13 months. Um, But we got our, our current daughters we got as our very first foster care placement. Oh yeah. And I didn't then, know that. We fostered them for three years, which is not supposed to happen uh, in Missouri. And then uh, we ended up adopting them after the third year.
0: And how long ago was that?
1: Uh, ooh, now you're going to ask me that. Uh, so EB was born, so that was in 2015. 2015, and it's 2023. It's
0: 2023,
1: so eight years. Okay, eight years. Yeah.
0: All right, talk to us about it.
1: Oh, actually, no. I'm sorry. It was 2027 because Marilyn was born. We got them when Evie was. We were pregnant with Evie. We seriously got the foster placement and then immediately found out we were pregnant. So we ha- we had them for eight years, but we adopted them five years ago.
0: Okay. Okay.
1: So it's fostering and adopting through fostering is is a little bit of a unique experience. But I imagine I've never been divorced, so I this is kind of what I understand from the situations. It's a lot like. Being involved in a divorce like that, like a custody battle, mm. but the weird thing is that they're not your biological children, yeah, so I imagine it must be like what someone goes through as kind of a step parent in that process because you're you're kind of trying to parent these kids, they're not really your kids, you don't have a lot of control over them in the foster care system. Like you can't even cut their hair, like people don't know this, but like you cannot get your kids a haircut unless their biological parents approve, wow. So, like, it's that kind of lack of control. So, I imagine that would be something like that. Like, if you were, you know, a stepmom, they weren't your biological kids, and you went and got them summer haircuts, their bio-moms yeah. going to freak out, and mm-hmm. then it's going to end up in court. Mm-hmm. So, it's very much like that. So, I, I wrote down one of the, the unique challenges of foster and adoptive is dealing with the extra people that come along with the children. And so, our... Our two daughters, they have three um, biological brothers, one that's fully biological and two that are half brothers. Okay. And um, so they are around somewhere. But when you adopt through the foster care system, they literally go back and change their records. And so according to their birth certificates, they were born to Carissa. Oh, really? Yeah. I didn't know that either. So legally, those documents are sealed. And so what's weird about it is so we kind of kept in touch with their brothers in the foster care system. Once we adopted them, they changed the records. So when I would call the foster care system to try and locate their brothers, I'm just some random dude Wow. that adopted two girls, and I have. But according to records, I have two daughters. They're not biologically related to any of these brothers because they changed it all in the system. Okay, hmm. so it makes it hard to keep track of them. But they had a mom and a uh, bio mom and bio dad. Um, dad was in court for drugs. Is kind of how their case came to us, and. Um, mom unfortunately had uh, three strokes in eight days and passed Mm. about three months after we adopted them. Oh my goodness. Yeah. So our girls really been through it. Um, But yeah, so like we've, we stay, try and stay in touch with their brothers. Currently we haven't seen their father since they went into foster care and they haven't seen him probably in six years. So, um, but like I said, when you, when you foster, especially they come with a whole team of people. So they have their own lawyer, they have their own counselors, they have their own doctor's appointments, and like you have to take them to all of that. And so there's just all these extra people in their life. And so you have to deal, Like we are sort of in touch with their biological grandmother, but not really. And none of these people are people I would necessarily say that I would probably associate with or be friends with if not for the relationship mm-hmm. with my girls, like they're really hard people to get along with. And so it's, it's pretty tough, but like they just come with all those extra people and you get to make that decision of like, Oh, should I just like cut them off from their biological family? Cause that's probably better for them or will that be healthy for them? So it's, there's tough decisions to make. Yeah. And like I said, I, I assume that in other families, not just adoptive families, but, um, You know, families that are divorced, remarried, you know, like mixed families. Mm -hmm. Like I imagine there are some of those same dynamics. Um, But yeah, you have to take them to court. You have to show up and let other people make decisions about them that you don't have total control over. It sucks. Okay. But so that's one of the unique challenges is that there's all the extra people that you deal with. And we've the decision that we made in that is that we try to keep them as connected as we can in the safest way possible. So like I will go on visits with them, we'll do it in public places, those kind of things. Mm-hmm. But so it's been it's been rough. Their brothers are in in and out of juvie and so it's it's definitely hard. But another thing is dealing with the trauma, but it's not your trauma and you may or may not even have the history behind it. So like I don't know about you, like I have little girls right now so we have two of our own biological daughters and they're eight and six so we got our older two girls when they were five and six and like just think about how much personality that your kids had already formed by the age of five yeah because it's like going into kindergarten Mm -hmm. like your kids like what were they like when they were that age like were they just moldable or were they like you
0: would kind of you could kind of tell who they were yeah i mean there's there's formative years before then that don't happen after, I mean, three or four even. Oh, yeah. Yeah.
1: Well, it's like just that early counting, reading, writing, uh-huh. you know, music, all of those things. So you're getting a kid that's, you know, essentially been abused, you know, put through trauma, can't read, can't write, doesn't barely know. Going into first grade doesn't know their ABCs. Mm-hmm. And so our girls have come a super long way and they're, they're really intelligent, really smart. Um, but we, we got them, they were going into first grade and didn't know their their ABCs like couldn't, wow. couldn't read, couldn't do basic math. So like that was, that was a unique thing. And even to this day they have behaviors and you can see that those trauma scars and it's kind of okay in the beginning. Cause you're like, Hey, I didn't do that. Like, wouldn't it be great if you could look at your kids and be like, oh, yeah, my kids are screwed up, but not by me. So, like, at the beginning you can do that, but then after you adopt them, it's like, nope, I did that. Totally did that. Hmm. So, but that's, I think, one of the things that's similar as well. But, like, I had a friend um, that he was a really good thing in my life because he um, he was able to sit there and say, like I would go home and be like, my girls are crazy. They just did this. And he'd be like, no, every kid does that. I'm like, Oh really? Cause oh, like, yeah. We, yeah, we like, we are first time parents to these, these girls that we adopted. Like we didn't have our own kids to go to kind of perfect our parenting. Uh huh. And so like when they're acting crazy, I'm like, this must be the trauma. And it's like, no, <laughs> no, nope, nope, those are just kids. And, all yep. kids are idiots. Yeah. So it's kind of, you don't have a place to to stand on there and just that, um, missed out on that early formation or you're battling with other parents. So again, I think it's similar to, um, divorced, remarried, you know, those kind of custody battles where we would take them on visits and their mom would be telling them like, those people don't like you and they're just doing it for the money. And you know, like, yeah. And so you deal with this kind of somebody who's parenting against you. And so it's just those are some of the unique challenges of adoption. And like once you get a have it once you adopt them, they're the parental rights of the other parents are terminated. And so your your kids are left with this idealized version of their parents. My mom and dad loved me and you get to to pick of do I look at them and go your mom and dad, if they loved you, they would have parented you better. Or do you just go, well, your mom and dad did the best they can. And then they go. My mom loved me, and you
0: know, you yeah. guys are mean. You yeah, know, so it's a it's a weird place to be. Well, I think a big difference, though, if if I become a stepdad, mm-hmm. even my role with with those other children is not to be their dad. Right. The, the role's something like favorite uncle, you know, or something like that. Adult adult Trust figure with adult. authority, but yeah, youth but daddy. not but not their dad. Yeah, <laughs> youth <laughs> dad. <laughs> Whereas you're, I mean, you still have to be the father. So, yeah, even though there's these other adults, the expectation and responsibility is to parent them. That's well, even in the beginning, it's like we tell them, you
1: know, my girls, uh, my older two girls are mixed race. And so when I show up at school functions, everybody kind of, they go, that's your dad. And then they go, yeah. And then people go, oh, his wife must be black. And then, my wife shows up who's white and then they go, wait a minute. And it takes them a second. And then, so that's very confusing for mm-hmm. young kids. And so we told them like, cause at first they would call us Lucas and Carissa. And then, but when we were at school, I was like, whatever you want to call me so that you're not embarrassed, like in front of your friends oh. and you don't have to. And so I would show up to pick them up at school and they'd be like, Hey dad. And they'd pick. And so they'd be like, that's your dad. And they're like, yeah, absolutely. Cause they don't want to explain that to friends. Like, well, it's not my biological dad. Uh-huh. And you know, like, and so it's, it's weird because you go through those phases of, I'm just your favorite uncle to, they're starting to confide in you and call you dad or daddy. And then it's like, but they feel really conflicted about that with yeah. their other parents. And then if, if their parents show up now, all of a sudden you're Lucas again. Hmm. So it's a lot yeah. for kids to go
0: through. Yeah. Okay, there's two. Oh no, those were three. Oh, is that so the, what's the third? extra people? Extra people dealing with
1: the trauma and um, battling other parenting. Okay, gotcha. So those are kind of things that are I think are unique, but yeah, could be similar to other people's journeys. Well, thanks for having me on the uh, the podcast. Thank you fun. for joining
0: us. Uh, I'm going to have you back if if you'll be a guest later. This was good.
1: Sure absolutely i'd love to come back for you
0: guys we just had some more conversation offline of some great topics so we'll
1: uh, yeah we're gonna come back but you can also check out aaron we uh he was on an episode of the 167 so you can come over and check Aaron out on that
0: oh i'll put that show in the notes link in the bio link it all right hey thanks for joining in we'll talk to you next time god bless